Your merciful love, O God, we have received in the midst of your temple. These are the words of our entrance antiphon this morning. I'll get back to this uh, in a moment. But for the past two Sundays, our gospel readings from Luke have had a specific emphasis on Jesus' passion and death. First, we heard the account of Jesus' miracle feeding of the 5,000, and this directed our attention to the future event of the Last Supper and its reality. Then last week, Luke told us that as Jesus was traveling amongst the villages, Jesus set his face to go to Jerusalem as he was preparing to be received up in his passion, death, resurrection, and ascension. This Sunday, however, our readings provide us with a different emphasis. Today we're given a specific view of the church's hierarchy and the church's mission. Here today is described for us the very nature and beauty of the church's mission. And so, seeing this theme of mission, today the church places an emphasis on a theme of joy. Last weekend, I preached on the importance of our mission as Christians and as Catholics. Very briefly, the mission that we exercise in our lives bears major significance. Not only is it important to choose the right mission, but we also have to know what this mission wholly entails for our lives. And simply, our mission is to follow Jesus Christ wherever He goes, specifically in His earthly and divine states, in all of these states. So too, as members of the church, we're called to be, re- called to be faithful and remain faithful specifically to the teachings of the church. So last week I made this point more so with respect to the faithful members. However, this week I want to make a reference specifically to the 12 and the 72 disciples, which we hear about in our Gospel today. And it's in this context I'd like to recall our entrance antiphon. Your merciful love, O God, we have received in the midst of your temple. I pray that these words bring us great joy. Because through the mission of the church, each of us at some point have uniquely and radically received here God's most merciful love. Truly, it's leading man to the reception of God's most merciful love, which is the very mission of the church's hierarchy. And so after reading this entrance antiphon, preparing for this weekend, I was humbled. And I was humbled because I realized that now I myself am part of this church hierarchy. As such, the church hierarchy is called to exercise the church's mission in the fullness of light and charity and in truth. Anything short of this is unacceptable. And so our entrance antiphon, I think, reinforces powerfully the weight and the glory of this joyful mission. Although it's a mission in which our Lord tells us that the harvest is abundant, but the laborers are few, Christ specifically desires those persons who will both faithfully accept and carry out His mission, and not our own. Ultimately, the objective of the church's mission is this, to fill the holy faithful with holy joy. Through the mission of Jesus Christ and His church, then, continually we are rescued from slavery to sin, and we are filled with this holy joy through the sanctifying grace and our participation in the sacraments. 
For this reason and more, St. Paul proclaims in our second reading, May I never boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because it's on the cross where Christ brings forth His bride, the church. And Isaiah proclaims the future glory of the church in our first reading. Specifically, Isaiah concludes his prophecy by speaking of God's future judgment of Jerusalem. While stern judgment will indeed fall on those who remain unfaithful, Isaiah tells us that the faithful will experience both great joy and the restoration of their city and of their people. Over Jerusalem, which is the image of the church, God will spread His prosperity, or in a better term, specifically, the peace or merciful love of God, and He will spread this like a river over us. And so Isaiah offers us an important reality. The church is not merely an institution, but rather she's our spiritual mother. As her children, all of us are comforted with the most wondrous grace of receiving the merciful love of God Himself and the temple of His body and His blood, most especially in the Eucharistic sacrifice. Thus, Isaiah desires only one thing for Israel, to bring them into the eternal bliss of the heavenly Jerusalem. Similarly, in the Gospel, Luke recalls Jesus sending out the 72 disciples. Significantly, Jesus sends the 72 on mission to proclaim the kingdom of God to all nations. And in the previous chapter of Luke, we may also recall that Jesus likewise sent the twelve on a similar mission to preach the kingdom of God. Now, both missions truly are apostolic and evangelistic in nature, but they're two distinct missions. Ultimately, Luke is depicting for us the fullness of this church hierarchy and this structure, but ultimately it's Jesus' command for them to exercise the joyful and authentic mission that he wants to proclaim. The twelve represent the bishops of the church, whereas the seventy-two represent priests of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thus, the mission which Christ gives to the twelve and seventy-two carries utmost importance. Above all, they are called to the mission of Christ himself, to suffer and die on the cross in order to raise up the fallen world. Like Christ, He desires the twelve and the seventy-two like Him to jealously thirst for full communion with all persons and nations, that all may be united to the mystical body of the church as the faithful members of the remnant of Israel. And so as we continue to praise the glorious mission of Christ in His church, I have two requests for everyone today. First, I ask that you please continue to pray for the increased holiness of the entire church hierarchy, and myself included, that we may lead all of you in your mission to come nearer to Christ, His church, and His sacraments. Secondly, despite any or all setbacks or trials we have experienced in the church, I ask that you please remain faithful and always place your faith above all in Jesus Christ and His church. When you are weak, come to the church. When you are burdened, come to the church. If you are fearful, come to the church. When you are assailed by doubts, come to the church. When you are lonely, come to the church. Let nothing separate us from our spiritual mother 
nor from the pierced side and heart of Christ, which is always ready to receive us, the remnant of Israel. Because in the end, we're ultimately saved by our faith in Jesus Christ, His bride, the church, and her missionary work. Filled with this merciful love, then, we become, as St. Paul proclaims, members of a new creation. Coming to be strengthened in the Eucharist, may we continue to be transformed into a new creation as we utter with increasing joy your merciful love, O God, we have received in the midst of your temple. Amen.